0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
1: Tribune Audio Network. Movers and shakers leading businesses, nonprofits, governments, and schools across the Quad City area, Illinois, and Iowa. How did they get started? What is their story? Their goals? Their advice for the next generation of the girl power movement? And now, here's your host for Wonder Women, News8's
2: Angie Sharp.
1: Powerful women, powerful positions. Welcome to the Wonder Women Podcast a show dedicated to showing off the girl bosses across our community. We have not one but two guests in the News 8 Podcast Studio, Stephanie Acri, the Mayor of Moline, and Lisa Cotter, the City Administrator of Moline. Welcome, ladies.
2: Thank you. It's nice to be here. Thank
1: you very much for being here. This is a very special duo because these two are both the first women to hold their respective positions in the City of Moline. Stephanie, the first female Mayor of Moline, and Lisa is the first City Administrator of Moline. So my first question for you both is,
2: what does that mean to you? Stephanie, you can start if you'd like. Uh, you know, when I was running, it came up a lot. That, did. yeah. That sure. My gender came up a lot. And I I think when I, at the time and, and still today, I think it's so unusual that it took so long for a female to be elected as mayor. And so it was always kind of unsettling to me that we were having that conversation because it seems so, so far beyond what should have been happening, and so uh, it's it certainly is. Um, I'm very pleased to be the mayor, and I'm grateful for the opportunity, and uh, it's an it's an honor to be the mayor of Moline.
0: How about you, Lisa? Again, honored to be the first female administrator in Moline and have worked in three communities prior to coming here in Moline, and I think I was always the first, the first female. <laughs> wow, good for when you. When I would be a finalist, it was always, I'd say, it's me and these two guys, so... There's not a lot of women in, in my career, and I think, you know, the same for the mayor.
2: Why you do you think there isn't men. a lot
0: of women in your careers?
2: You know, I think that there there is a gender bias that still exists in a, a lot of aspects of our society. Like and the Boys Club? Well, I I don't mean to be negative against men. I think that women have the same, we carry the same biases, whether they're implicit or explicit, you know, whether we're aware of them or not. Um, It's just the way our society has evolved. And it takes some discipline to look at an individual instead of making generalizations about the person because of their race, their gender, their height, you know, whatever it is that people uh, try to simplify. Serving in a lot of
1: city administrations, Lisa, do you feel that you've been able to kind of break that
0: glass ceiling a little bit in every position, every city you've been in? Yeah, I think you have a unique perspective as a female person in these roles. You know, when you ask the question about why perhaps are there not that many, some of it I think are, are societal in terms of what our expectations are outside of our workplace. You know, certainly that as moms, Uh, As much as men and fathers take on a lot more role than perhaps a few generations ago, ago, I think it is different that it's difficult to be the mom that many other people are as a mom and then take a position like mine, uh, being full-time and being full-time plus and having a lot of demands and expectations that sometimes your family can sacrifice a little bit. But I always try to balance it with what are the good things that my two boys see me doing and balance that and always make sure they knew they were important, but that so was my position. Yeah, that's great. It's that work-life balance that
1: they always talk about, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, tell me a little bit about your backgrounds and how you guys came to be mayor and city administrator.
2: So I was introduced into politics by being asked to join the city mm-hmm. council. I was an appointment, and I... It was, uh, I had a lot going on. I was a single mom at the time. I had three children, and we were doing a lot of different activities. And I, I asked for some time to think about it from the mayor. It was Mayor Walbert at the time. And I talked to my children about it. My oldest son, who was 16 at the time, he said, Mom, I can't believe that you would pass up an opportunity like that. And wow. that really was influential in my decision and kind of prioritizing the way I was spending my time. And um, it has served me well. I've really enjoyed the work, and it, it, um, I, it's meaningful to me. How were you able to find the
1: time then to, as a single mom of three kids with, I'm sure, yeah, like you said, a very full schedule? How right. were you able to find the time to prioritize that?
2: You know, I think that um, that it's been a long time since I've gotten everything done on my to do list, <laughs> and so what is what I've done is I've created an environment where I get the most important things done. Right. So it helps me to make sure that the way I'm spending my time is is impactful and important, and um, it, it brings a lot of value. To my life, mm-hmm. so I'm grateful for it. Yeah,
1: and then before you were asked to be on the city council, what were you doing then?
2: Well, I have a mechanical engineering degree, and I earn a living from owning a machine shop in Rock Island. And so I was working the machine shop. I was involved in other community things. Like at the time, I was, um, I w- was the chair of the Trinity Medical Center Hospital Board, and so I was involved in the community. It was just uh, when I got to be alderman, I kind of shifted the way that I was being involved in the community.
1: And now being mayor, is that is it still a juggling act? Is it still all about prioritizing the to-do list? And, yeah. yeah, I think even if I
2: was a full-time mayor, you know, in the city of Moline, oh, it's sure. a part-time position. Still, you wouldn't get it all done. It's a full-time done. position, it's, though, I think. It's, it's yeah. the same thing, though. You just prioritize and try to make sure that the time that you have available is being invested in the most important things.
1: Yeah. How about you, Lisa?
0: How do you um, figure out this work-life balance, and what were you doing before you were city administrator of Moline? So I have always in my career been a city administrator straight out of uh, getting a bachelor's degree and master's degree both at Mm UW-Milwaukee in Wisconsin, and that was then have had four positions as city administrator and always had to have that balance, obviously, as it being a full-time position. So went to school, originally thought about going to law school, Mm -hmm. and then kind of realized that I didn't necessarily want to do that type of work every day, and so a great professor kind of directed me and what else could I do with my undergraduate degree and what kind of master's degree I could get so I appreciate that guidance because I truly love what I do I enjoy being a city administrator I enjoy being able to to have a positive impact on the community uh, both by serving the elected officials uh, the staff and the citizens Mm -hmm. and how do you juggle and prioritize is it the same as Stephanie First of all, I don't need a lot of sleep, so that's helpful. That is helpful, yeah. (laughs) Sleep is underrated. I am not a sleepy Or overrated, I should say. (laughs) Exactly. And so I think, yes, I think just like the mayor stated, you really have to be able to pick because uh, no different than being a mom or a city administrator and mayor, you never really can check everything off the list and be like, whew, I'm all caught up.
2: Right. Inbox is empty, right? Exactly. That never
0: happens. I say that to a lot of people that we bring in. Uh, an interview for management positions within city government is to explain that if your world is very compartmentalized and that you want to feel like you're all caught up this really isn't the line of work for you Mm -hmm. because you you really do have to accept the ability to prioritize more than to feel completely satisfied that a whole list is done it's making sure you get each thing done in the best order that you can.
1: I think that's great advice for anyone in any career, because I'm sitting here right now thinking about how many emails are in my inbox, my huge to-do list that I have, and sometimes, and I think women, they feel like they have to do it all, and they feel like they're a failure if they aren't able to get it all done. Do you have any advice to that on how women, especially women who are early on in their careers and feel like they have a lot going at them, what they can do to get through that and get to the place where you guys are now?
2: You know, I think you have to find some peace in um, not getting all that done because the way I look at it is if I were able to get all that done, I would have been doing some things that aren't very important, and important to me, important to my family, important, period. And so it's not it's not you're giving up the important stuff. You're just making sure that you are focused on the important stuff. Yeah, that's
0: good. I would say and also teaching my two sons who are now 19 and 22 – You know, I can remember people that would say, I have to skip this because it's my child's birthday. Well, I didn't have the option to skip a city council meeting because it was a child's birthday. And always tried to say to my boys, your birthday's important. I would do what I could in the morning, like have a special breakfast, maybe have pizzas delivered to their classroom in school, something fun and something that I could realistically do that day. And then because I couldn't necessarily celebrate with them at night, Their birthday was just as important, but it might be something that you do on a Saturday. Mm -hmm. And just believing in yourself and having confidence that even though it wasn't on their real birthday, that my boys knew that they were important and that my job was also important. And I think it sets a good example for our children that we show balance because we teach them a good life skill and that if you stop everything for, just as an example, a birthday and that they think somehow the other things that were going on in their life aren't also important... I don't know that that's always the best message. So I think teaching them balance and modeling that for our children, boys or girls, is a good life skill to teach them. Great advice. Thank you for that. Um, Did being a woman matter
1: to get to where you are today? Do you think being a woman mattered to becoming mayor, to becoming a
2: city administrator? Um, Well... (laughs) you know <laughs> me- yeah. I it's it's always strange to me when people ask me that question because I don't have any other perspective That's So I true. don't know Good what point. it would have been Good like point. if I were a man and had had um, you know evolved into becoming mayor but I can tell you that as a mechanical engineering student and uh, at I, I went to the University of Iowa um, that I was often the only female in the room and at best there were a one or two others in our, in my classes, and so I became comfortable with being um, one of my only gender around, and so found some peace in that. And I, that was probably helpful because I'm still exposed to those situations where you know maybe there is one other female in the discussion, and um, so so mm-hmm. yeah, it I, it has mattered, and it has also taught me that um, you you have to be quite independent. In, in achieving your goals um, when you're, for some, you know, whatever your category is when right. you're, you're a minority.
1: Yeah, independent and comfortable. I like that. Mm-hmm. You, you got comfortable with being the only girl in class mm-hmm. and you're becoming comfortable with being the first female mayor as well. Comfortable yes. in your own skin. What about you, Lisa? I
0: think that you, that you need to try and neutralize it, but I think to the mayor's point, we don't know what it's like to be anything other than female. But I do think the reality of recognizing, no different, there's probably a few more female city administrators than maybe even engineers, but if I go to conferences, it's f- by far m- more men than it is women, and I would say maybe a 80-20 split. Wow. And it's great to see more females getting into it. But I think it's about having confidence in yourself, and I also think it's – Uh, while you try to neutralize it, I don't think there's anything wrong with embracing the fact that we as females are different. I know that I can tell lots of stories about ways that I've approached things as someone, uh, as a manager of other people, that most likely how I handled it is a little bit different because I'm female. And if you take a, kind of dial that down on a family level, no one expects a mom and a dad to be the same We're not the same. We kind of have those stereotypes of, who do you go to if you're hurt or who's in charge of this uh, and we are no different as managers you know we still do a great job and a mom and dad are equally as valuable in a family just like a male or female manager is important but I don't think it's wrong to embrace the fact that we approach things differently just because of our gender it's a great example I really really like that um, what
1: issues are you both passionate about? What got you into this line of work? Government work is not easy or for the faint of heart. So what issues um, inspired you to run
2: for mayor, Stephanie? Um, you know, I I was not born in Moline, but I um, just love Moline. And I think my love for Moline happened when I was raising my children because Uh, the city of Moline helped me raise my children you know the school system everything about it the why you know and so to have that be such an important part of my family and my life it was it's uh, quite the pleasure to be involved in trying to um, you know make sure that we're we're still doing the things that make Moline Moline but maybe even doing them better and so that's I think that's where my passion is. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah making it better for your children and for future children as a future families as well. How about you Lisa?
0: I would say kind of twofold my passion for being a full-time public servant is really about watching the dynamics of amazing people like the mayor and our eight elected officials right now on the city council who love the communities that they want to serve but recognize that some of the inherentness in what happens is that you have very part-time people who have a really big job to do and so uh, cities that are committed to hiring a professional manager are saying hey we want somebody here on our behalf because we recognize that we're part-time and we would like someone to represent us and so then when I take it to what's passionate for me and being that full-time person I want to serve those elected officials who entrust in us who are there all the time to do and uphold the policies and implement them and once i get to that this is my task i think it's about running government professionally is a great thing that what city administrators and managers represent making sure that we have a high performing team on behalf of the citizens and the elected officials and the last thing is making sure that there's purpose in everything that we do So a lot of times in government, one of those flaws is what people think of government. It's bureaucratic. Is there a sense to what you're doing? And so I always am open to change and improving process so that there's a purpose to what we do and that we do it to the most efficient and best way we can to serve our citizens here in Moline. Well said. Um, It's also worth noting
1: that the moline Coal Valley School District now has its first female superintendent. Um, Unfortunately, Dr. Rachel Savage was not able to join us today. But what do you think all of this says about where we've been in Moline, but also in the country, where we are now and where we go in the future?
2: I think it's smart of our community because really what were we going to do? Exclude 50% of our population from contributing. And and now that those doors are open, I, I think it's just wonderful because now you've got all of all of that additional horsepower available to make our community even stronger.
0: What do you think Lisa? I think it's great and again it just sends a message hopefully for young people both men and women that that there is equality and that each time that a female is in a position and is successful at it that people begin to kind of take away some of those biases and have faith that regardless of your gender you can do a great job to serve your community in the roles that the three of us have.
1: Yeah, change your worldview a little bit from what maybe you used to know or what it was like 50 years ago or maybe even beyond that or 10 years ago in our (laughs) case, right? A couple last questions. What is a Wonder Woman to you? Uh,
2: You know, I think uh, a Wonder Woman to me is someone that recognizes their value and recognizes that um, she can... Accomplish what she wants to accomplish, and and has the discipline to recognize what's important to her. Yeah, love
0: that. I believe that as a person who went to an all-girls Catholic high school growing up in the Milwaukee area, was for me it doesn't feel strange that in a high school environment there was no competition between who was going to be the student council president, and I just always kind of said they, they blew you up with confidence and so i think what i would say to being a wonder woman is someone who has the self-confidence and the self-worth and the self-esteem to know that it regardless of your gender if there's a goal that you want to achieve in life and be successful at that there's no reason that you cannot believe uh, in yourself and achieve those goals so being that wonder woman isn't what you achieve so much as whatever you want to achieve that you know you can
1: yeah that's great um and you guys guys already touched on some advice for wonder Woman and future wonder Woman out there but what are some last pieces of advice you would give to the next
0: generation of the girl power movement i think that they really need to be good at self-reflection and know that regardless of what society shows and and the mayor and i both being examples of uh whether it's Stephanie being mayor or being a mechanical engineer or myself being a city administrator, that we are examples of we may not be in a standard role, a common role for women, but that hopefully people have a good ability to self-evaluate what it is that they wanna do. And that if there's something that may not be common for women, that they still believe in themselves and that they gather the tools that they need, understand what it will take to be successful in what it is that they wanna do, and then blaze the trail. yeah! Blaze the trail. Love that. What do you think, Stephanie?
2: Well, I think my advice would be the advice that my mom gave me. And she was a factory worker for John Deere. And uh, I have a, a sister and she loved us to the end. Um, she would tell us over and over again, you can do anything you want to do. And she said it over hundreds of times. <laughs> I mean, I heard it so many times. And can so you hear her saying it right yeah, now? Yeah, I can you totally hear her saying it <laughs> right now. And I wish that we had the time on this podcast. To, for me to say it about a thousand times because I had to hear it over and over again before I started believing it and she convinced me and it impacted my life mm-hmm. so I would like to convince the other other women out there that that's the truth. Yeah. You can do anything you want to do.
1: Mm-hmm. Say that to yourself right now <laughs> wherever you're listening to this podcast over and over and over again. Thank you both so much for joining us on Wonder Woman. We really really appreciate it. Thank you for your time today. Thank you. Thank you. you. Uh, Thank you to all of our listeners as well. The response to this podcast has been outstanding, so please continue to share it on social media. And if you know a Wonder Woman you would like to hear on this podcast, please email me, angie.sharp, at wqad.com. You can find more information about Wonder Woman on wqad.com. Just click the podcast tab located at the top of our homepage. Ladies out.